everybody, and welcome to episode number 51 of the Fresher and Parlance Show. I am Parlance. I am Parlance. And I am Fresher. Did I ruin your thing? What thing did I? I didn't have a thing going. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I thought you were going to do do an intro. Well, normally I do have an intro, but I I wrote one, and... uh, Uh Yeah, and I and I, I literally I can't I cannot remember what it was. Uh oh. It was we promised to tell more spectacular stories than Brian Williams. Man, they're the most spectacular. Yeah. Um I had you know, unfortunately, if we did this show two to three hours ago, yeah. I would, I would have been chock full of energy. Chock full of energy. Yeah. But now I have a small amount of energy, but I, you know, as, more energy. But as they say, parlance with a small amount of energy is equal to a normal person's regular high energy. I've heard that. I've heard yeah. that several places. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a true statement. I'm a high energy guy, and uh, high energy. High energy. Ugh. Anyway, so uh, let's just get right into this. This is a big week. We're number fifty-one. We're one one week away from fifty-two. So close. So close. We've we've been kind of rolling here. Uh, just um, you know, we've I don't think we've missed any weeks in the last couple of weeks. So uh, we're on a good roll here. We get yeah, a lot of feedback. Uh, we did have a con a contest last week. We did have a contest last week. It was uh, the hashtag video giveaway contest. Yeah, and we had so many entries, so many. It was really hard to pick. It, well, it's not like we picked. We randomly selected. I mean, yeah. but the random pick generator was almost broken with it all was these def- It was smoking. It was like a Cheech and Chong movie. It was up in smoke. I had to, like, crunch the numbers several times. That's true. And as a guy who crunches numbers for a living, it was harder than that, right? It was more hard. But we do have a new hard. giveaway this week. And this time, it's three DVDs. It's so shiny. Like No, I don't know how to, like... There, that's better, right? Oh, yeah, that's way better. Yeah, so this is uh, actually... Um, one Are they all separate or what? Yeah, well, they're they're not related, but I'm saving... I have an actual really good one that I think people are going to really want, which is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre special. Oh, man, one. we got to save that for a that's, special yeah. edition. Yeah, that's like a special edition. These, however, I'm going to give away this week. Um, and these are three, what I would call, really bad movies. But for free... Actually, maybe they're really good. Last Passenger, starring Doug Ray Scott, uh, an engrossing pulse-quickening journey, says uh, the Los Angeles Times. They would know. They Los Angeles. Oh man, I know L.A. Times. Yeah, they know. They know all about pulse-quickening, all that cocaine down there. <laughs> um, Thomas Hayden Church, um, in a film by Emmanuel House Desmarius called Whitewash. Now Thomas Hayden yeah, Church. Thomas Hayden Church is the guy from Wings and uh, and. Oh, uh, Wings, the TV show. Yeah, he was um, the yeah, mechanic in the back. Like forever. Yeah, do you remember the guy in the back? The guy that was the mechanic. Oh, kind of. Yeah, he was the mechanic. He was also the Sandman or the villain in Spider-Man, I think, too. That was a pretty good premise for a show, Wings. That's kind of weird. Like, I can't see that very many people could relate to that. Working Every... at like. I know, I yeah. Well, I would say a lot of the actors on the show have gone on to do other things. Actually, one of the characters, Steven, one of the actors, Stephen Weber, is yeah. on is on um, right now on uh, Helix. He's on this season of Helix. Oh, that's cool. Is that uh, how you're like? Oh, that's that guy from Wings, just like you were right now. Probably, yeah. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff, but yeah, I think his most prominent role uh, is that. And then also the the it says here, hell can be a dark place. Academy Award nominee Thomas Hayden Church in White House. Whitewash, not White House. <laughs> Whitewash. Yeah. According to Criterion cast, this is a perfect watch. And a suspenseful thriller, dot, 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 Thomas Hayden Church gives a gripping performance. What's in that dot, 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 I wonder? <laughs> okay, and then the last one is uh, from the producers of The Collector, The Hunted. The Hunted. The Hunted. No, Hunted. Oh, no. Yeah, Hunted. And then it's uh, a film by Josh Stewart. And it says, be careful what you hunt. Um, 
There's uh oh here, let's see what the pull-out quote is on this. Oh, dude. Guess who the pull-out quote is on this one? This one's gonna be, I think, a solid winner. <laughs> so just take a guess. Who do you think is the I'll give you a hint. It's a magazine. A magazine? Esquire? Yeah. Nope. Is that even a magazine? I don't even know. It is a it is a magazine, um, but no, think not entertainment related and having to do with hunt. Oh, what was what was the the positivists? <laughs> no, it's the hunted pulls it in close, so scary close. Says Dave Hertal of Field and Stream. Field and Stream. What? <laughs> nice. They so do they have, movie reviews? Apparently they do movie reviews. Or maybe they I just... want to get on one that like says fresher and parlance. We need to be that would be awesome. <laughs> on the back of a DVD. It could, what was the name of that um that movie that we reviewed? The the one that was like shot in LA. Oh, and yeah, the uh, sleepover? Yeah, I think That's the sleepover. Fun. We could be on the liner notes for that. It could be like fresh and uh, you know if they even have a DVD of it. <laughs> it it was dot 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 somewhat not terrible dot or somewhat <laughs> dot, dot 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 not dot 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 terrible um movie was ridiculous. so we have the hunted on dvd the hunted on dvd we have the last passenger starring doug ray scott on blu-ray oh i've heard good things about that one yeah and whitewash starring the guy from wings on on dvd we're gonna give these away again you just have to just have to tweet us out at uh at Fresh and Par, and just hashtag you know, video giveaway. Right, and no, I was gonna say, yeah, That's right. It's, no, it's definitely hashtag video giveaway. But I think this time, instead of saying what your favorite horror movie is, you have to tell us what your favorite Thomas Hayden Church movie is. <laughs> He's only been whitewash. <laughs> Mine's Sideways. <laughs> That's a good movie with the the wine country one with uh. How many movies is he even in? I mean, I've never heard of that guy. Dude, he was he was in a Spider Man movie. Really? Yeah. He's what was his name? Lot. Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. Church. I must he's probably been in like ten to fifteen movies at least. Wait. He was in, he was in Spider Man three. He, oh, yeah, he looks more familiar than he did on the front of that thing. Cardboard boxer Max Heaven is real. He was in Idiocracy even. Why watch regular he, regular show? He was the CEO of Brondo in Idiocracy. Really? No yeah. way, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Zombie Roadkill. I guess he was in a lot of movies. He was in Charlotte's Web. Uh, just the voice, and that was the 2006 version. Who knows? Who knows what that one's about? That one probably has a completely different plot. <laughs> they always mess them up. It's actually probably a, a horror movie about an alien spider whose name is Charlotte. Who that would be cool. Who, ca who captures her victims in a web of deceit. <laughs> deceit webs are the worst. <laughs> so, uh, we had a long weekend this last weekend. Did you get up to anything? Uh, well, I'll tell you, my weekend wasn't as long as that open, but, uh, yeah, the, um, I did, I went to, uh, I went down to the Oregon coast, my friend, and man, was it sunny. The coastiest Oregon. It was beautiful out there. I did some clamming. Won't get into the details of that because as I've learned, people don't like my stories about clamming. <laughs> I mean, you were out there with a shovel, doing the clam thing. Clam gun and a shovel, razor clamming, horse clamming, various clams. All the clams. Yeah. The and clams. my hit, my and uh, the weather on Sunday, on the beach, it was like about almost. It was like almost 70 degrees. I've okay. been to the Oregon coast in the spring, and it was actually cooler then than it was in the middle of February. I know. I've noticed too. Like a lot of plants are bl blossoming. Like my. Uh cherry blossom tree outside in my yard is starting to blossom. It's like way too early, isn't it? It's way too early, and if it freezes, it's going to kill your plant. I know, right? I'm not going to get any cherries. I actually, someone said that they saw some cherry blossoms in, like, actual cherry blossoms on a tree in Seattle. You mean, like, cherries? Like the pink, you know, the pink leaves that they, you know, like the cherry blossom festival? Like the That's pink... what I'm saying. Mine has, like, has that. Oh, it does have that. Okay, yeah. just... Okay. 
Yeah, you should take a picture of that and put it on Facebook because that is crazy. I know. I mean, it's like the beginning of it, but still, like, usually it wouldn't have started at all. It would normally be like... May, May, April, May. Yeah, it's usually April. Yeah. So March or April is usually for when I notice. I'm going to start. I'm just keeping a spreadsheet now so I can know. <laughs> yeah, so crazy, crazy weekend. But yeah, I, no. I also uh, picked up a new iPad. A new iPad. Oh, exciting. No tax. Yep, no tax in uh, Oregon. And uh, so I was an owner of an iPad 2. I thought it was an original iPad, but it was actually an iPad 2. Yeah. And uh, it's sort of like, it still worked, but it was like not really picking up wireless signals that well. Yeah. Um, and in particular, where I sleep in bed, so where I use the iPad, like the only location I pretty much use the iPad. <laughs> yeah. Um. It wasn't picking up a wireless signal, so I was like, yeah, it's been a long time. I feel like it's been, I don't know, what, six or seven how many iterations? I don't know. There was iPad 3, right? iPad yeah. Air, iPad, I don't know, Mini, iPad Air 2. So There's, like, way too many. I mean, they're all the same. They barely even updated it. It's, and that's what I was just going to say. I now have it working, you know, the new one up and running, which... Yeah, like, all set up. Yeah, by the way, I wanted to talk about that. We should talk about that. Apple kind of sucks. Yeah, it's, like, getting really annoying. Like, they need, like, they're stuck in... Well, anyways, we can talk about it. Yeah, I guess we could just get into it. They're, like, totally stuck in, like, their same... Like, I haven't changed anything because people are comfortable with it, but it's, like, way behind on, like, everything. It's... Well, here... I, I agree with you. Um, and they've moved to this thing called iCloud. You know what the iCloud is? Yeah, totally. It's, it's kind of and dumb. they charge you for it, like for like it's probably the most expensive like cloud service. Oh wait, I'm getting charged for it. If you go over your like two gigs or whatever. Okay, I hope I don't get charged for it because I. I mean, like... they won't auto charge you. They'll like tell you, I think. Okay, but... well here's here's the thing. I was a Mac user, like, pretty much. When back when it was cool. <laughs> I was a Mac user. It to... essentially, I have a Mac.com address. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's before ME, you know, which is like, like that was like 2006. So we're going back to like 2002-ish, okay? Yeah. Where I had a, like, you know, essentially a Mac.com address. Here's what they did, dude. So now everything you do, like my yeah. my iTunes account is locked into my Mac.com account. Yeah. But the, here's the thing. You can't get Mac.com email anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's just like they don't they have it anymore. It. They deprecated it. So, like, I now have another iCloud email, but I can't change my username on my Mac ID, which all of my apps and everything. Oh, so that sucks, because, yeah, that's what, they're all just on your user. Right, and they, so they won't let me change it. They won't let me change my primary email address, because my primary email address is my login, which is the Mac.com. So, yeah. essentially, I'm screwed unless I start over. I know, yeah, the the whole and just the way that they do photos and music is super annoying because you have to go through iTunes to sync it. Like, there's no regularness. That's super annoying, especially for photos. That seems like really old style. Um, now I will say the one noticeable thing that um is that the screen is way better, like way better. So I was oh, doing, yeah, yeah. I was doing some reading well, last. Had the second one that was like old. Yeah, it, it and here's the thing. I when I would watch like Netflix on that iPad 2 and and a lot of the, you know, doing my web browsing stuff, I always said, yeah. "Boy, this is like really good clarity." You know, cuz I always thought it was better. Like, you know, cuz I've had Kindles and Yeah, whatever. yeah. It looked fine, but I compared them now like like literally just put them up to each other and I did the same stuff. Wait, with and which two? My iPad Air 2 and my old iPad 2. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, like, put them next to each other, and I started doing stuff, like, the same stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was surprised the apps loaded relatively as fast. Really? Relatively. Not, like, it wasn't, ground, like, mind-blowing, but here's the thing. I wasn't doing any heavy app. It wasn't, it. like, the six times faster, like, the advertiser or whatever? Well... <laughs> I think more more to the point, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a heavy. I wasn't using heavy apps. I was just using like a Facebook or um, like a Netflix. Like so, it wasn't like blowing me away with the speed. 
Yeah. Um, but I do think that some of the heavier games that I've played, like, uh, for instance, Hearthstone, which is a Blizzard game. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah, the 3D-type ones. It's Yeah, it's just like a card game, but, like, they put unnecessary animation that you can't get rid of. It was, un- <laughs> it was unplayable on the iPad 2 just because they made it unwieldy. Like, they should have just made a light version. It doesn't need, like, when you summon a dragon card, you don't need to have, like, fire breathing all over the screen and shit. I know, or also just, like, have it, like, go down to the old ones and, like, not have animations. Like, have a non-animation mode. I bet That's... a lot of people would like that better, too. I'm, dude, I'm with you. I hate, I hate when simple games try to make their graphics way better or more complex just because, well, there's power there. Might as well just take advantage of it. away from the gameplay. Yeah, I already see, by the way, we got a tweet in here about yeah. the uh, video. Oh, yeah, um, Tom was saying he wanted me to mention, mentionable, that uh, a kind of famous missing clown was found at a sex offender's house, apparently. Breaking news! Hashtag breaking news. Iconic Wichita clown recovered from sex offender's home. Now, That's crazy. I mean, is it even related to that they're a sex offender, or they just have it on file and they're putting that in the headline to make it, like, more extreme? This is very curious. Yeah, was he, like, with... Like, was he an iconic mechanical... <laughs> yeah, and oh, local remember him from their childhood, like... They're really, like, spinning it for the sex offender thing. I mean, not that it's not related, but just, like, they're spinning it. Well, here's what I thought. I thought this was an actual clown, like a real clown. Oh, yeah. No, it's like a mechanical one. Do you know what it looks like? You ever see the movie The Game? I did not. Oh, okay. Well, there's, like, a clownish character. Uh, okay, so it was... It was... It was stolen. Was it stolen? Oh, it went missing from a shuttered Wichita, Kansas amusement park more than 10 years ago, and it turned up in the house of a convicted sex offender. Little did they know, doll was modified to a real doll body. Yeah. I'm just making that up, by the way. I'm just. I don't know, but it's up. the picture is way funny because it says like Wichita police, and then it has like the clown sitting in a chair. <laughs> the clown sitting in the chair. Yeah, it's creepy, dude. Yeah, but I I feel like the sex offender thing was just a spin to make it more interesting. But it does make it more interesting. Well, they're saying that the uh, Louis, the the clown, yeah, is, is worth an estimated ten thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Here's the thing: if it's a closed down, um, if it's closed down Wichita Child Theme Park, like, and someone goes in and takes it, is it really theft? It's like not being used. Yeah. I don't know. That's, Whatever. Yeah, stories. Stories. Yeah, I well, know. I will say, like, that clown is creepy looking. Yeah, no, it's super, super creepy looking. But uh, thanks, Tom, for the for the quick uh, live update. <laughs> Uh-oh. Looks like we might have lost Parlance. Otherwise, it's me, but I'm pretty sure it's him. But, uh, yeah. We were talking about oh, about Apple. The, I feel like what weren't they known for being like awesome software people? And I feel like they really let they really their software kind of sucks. You mean Apple, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. Totally. I'm not, I I don't know. We'll see where they go. They're they're the most wealthy company in the world right now, like in history actually, which is impressive, but. You know. Well, they've done it. On, they've been the most valuable company like multiple times. Um, but they just like, beat like the oil companies. Yeah, they for... beat Exxon, but they they did it like back when the stock was at like seven hundred bucks, like maybe two years ago, year and a half ago, and then yeah. it, it crashed a little bit, came back, and now they've overtaken again. But the stock has since split. Um, so, yeah, the um, I I believe I hear my dog barking right now. Uh, well, um, Jeff was meowing. Maybe that's what it was. Um, so... <laughs> Uh-oh. You're cutting out again. Join the video call. Hello, I'm here. Hey. That was weird. It just went... Just oh, went... you joined as a separate thing. Who did? You. No, I didn't. Oh, there. Now you went back. Yeah. So it's Sorry about that. Out. Sorry about that. I don't know. My dog started barking and then, I, and then the thing I went dead. I think that your iPad's taking too much of your internet. I it's think... All the I... I think the pot, the iPad knows we're talking about it, and it just like cuts some, uh, snips some wires. 
<laughs> right? You, you sound different now, too. Oh, I do? I mean, not like a lot, but yeah. Is it, am I louder? No, I don't care. No, it's the same. But anyways, yeah, the stuff. Ugh, Apple. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, back to uh, back to the topic. Speaking of Apple, let's let's talk about the latest thing that everyone's been talking about. What the world has been a buzz about. Is it the cars? Yeah, it's the iCar or whatever they're gonna call it. I know the iCar. That would be awesome. That be. They're just gonna call it car. <laughs> car by Apple. <laughs> it'll be white and it'll look I exactly I think it's exciting that all of these companies are getting into the to the um self-driving cars though like regardless of like how good they do or whatever I mean basically also the same thing with Apple Pay like Apple's not that cool really but like everyone's just going to do what they do so if they do it it's like going to make it mainstream so that's like a benefit I swear I just saw a story um, that Apple Pay is being accepted by the U.S. government. For yeah, companies. I saw something about that, too. Yeah. That's crazy. But, I mean, that's, that's cool, I guess. I've never even seen anyone use it before, personally. So when I was at the Apple Store, I saw a number of people use it. But is it the Apple Store? Of course they're going to use it. Well, you said you never saw anyone I know use I it. haven't. But, yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not... I've never, like, yeah. at the grocery store or, like, anywhere... Yeah, it was. It's like it's weird. They're like, "Do you want to pay with Apple Pay?" I'm like, "Do I look like a guy who wants to pay with Apple Pay? Do I look <laughs> like I even have a phone that uses Apple Pay?" I know you should just like hold up your uh, Nexus Four and be like, "I can pay with this one, right?" I can pay with Google Wallet, right? <laughs> it's dumb. Like they should, if they want to be that big, they should totally just have apps for other phones too. They need that like Apple Pay app for Android, like. But they're not going to do that. That's so like it's the model. So you know what is interesting? I just saw a story about Microsoft. It was essentially... Yeah, totally. Wait, hold up. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, I think. It was essentially saying Microsoft is essentially just saying F it, and they're, they're saying that they're, that they're going to make a... that it's very possible that they just may make an Android phone. Yeah, no, they bought uh, or invested in Cyogen Mod. The other thing that Microsoft is doing that's really cool, and I've read a lot of articles about it, and I like, I was talking about it before when Windows 10 was coming out and we were talking about it. The Andrew, I mean, Microsoft is positioning Windows as not a product, but as an experience. And so then you don't have to run your Windows stuff necessarily on Windows. So they're going to they're gonna have all their software be on all platforms. And so no matter what platform you're using, you're going to be wanting to use Microsoft stuff is how they're positioning themselves. But then Microsoft will work really well on... I mean, that's what Google does, too, you know? Right. They're trying to do, like, that more. And it's like they're being pretty successful at it so far. Oh, uh, well, here's the thing. I would, This is what, I guess, what I was getting at. You were talking about Apple Pay being on an Android phone. It yeah. sounds like that you're going to see Google Voice and Cortana on the same phone. Yeah, and I know. That's pretty cool. You're going to start to see... And it's kind of interesting is that, like, the idea... So, you know, we see this with Skype. Microsoft owns Skype, right? And Skype yeah. is on, you know, your phones, it's on your tablets, it's on your uh, computers, and it's on your TV in some cases, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of, like, cross-platform. But it would be interesting because now we have, like, oh, I'm in the iOS ecosystem, and I can't use that, so I have no way of doing that. Or I'm on the Android system, and I can't do that, I can't do that. I can't experience Cortana and do this. It would be interesting to start to see, or I can't use Apple Pay because I don't have a iPhone 6 with the latest, you know, hardware update or whatever. Yeah. The latest... I mean, basically, if Google and Microsoft are both being cross-platform, then like Apple is going to be the one who misses out. But everyone, it's still going to be big because that's what everyone has, or you know, like all the right. dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the... no, just JK, JK. <laughs> Be careful, my iPad is listening, and it's it's. I feel I it. It's like it's sitting on the trigger right now, waiting to, to shut me down. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That'd be awesome to see like a Microsoft phone that's on Android that does Microsofty stuff, but still on an well, Android. It doesn't phone. even have to be the phone. It would just be the app. So then you could get Cortana for any Android phone. Well, that would be the case. But in this case, what I'm saying is, this is a Microsoft-owned phone that's it's not with Windows installed on it. Instead, it's Android. Yeah, totally. That would be, I know, pretty cool. Um, I think I saw that there was a, there's going to be a, the next Samsung Galaxy. 
Galaxy S6. I heard that it's like they fire the guy who came up with the S5 because it is a cool phone, but I guess they like made way too many of them, and so they're way like overstocked, and they have to like try to sell it for cheaper. But it's going to be hard to sell the next one if they have so much stock of the last one. They should just melt them or send them to Mars or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the um, the six I heard may actually be on Windows instead of Android. The the Nexus at Samsung phone. Oh really? That's cool. I guess. I mean, it yeah. wouldn't really matter. I'm just saying that's what I heard. There's rumors of it. Um, but uh, speaking of Mars, did you see that uh, they narrowed the field down to 100? Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I still don't understand why everyone's making such a big deal that, like, they would be flying to their death or whatever. I mean, like, we're all going to die. Or, like, it's cooler to die on Mars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, super fatal as in, like, that you're going to die a horrible death. Like, whatever. It's not like a suicide mission, per se. Any more than, like, moving to another city and not planning on moving back is a suicide mission. I look. I'm with you. I and I also found like they had like a little documentary about the three of the characters, and I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Did you watch any of it? I did not. Oh, they were really preoccupied with like having sex and masturbation habits. <laughs> really? Why any of that? But there is the one chick who wants to have a kid on Mars and have it be the first Martian. That's her like uh, her in for the thing. But thought that was kind of cool, I guess. But yeah, it's interesting. So for those of you who don't know and what the heck we're talking about, you can look it up. Actually, maybe we'll we'll pop post the link on our. Um, I've tried to be more better about putting links on our our Facebook page, um, which also posts to our Twitter, which you can tweet us at right now at Fresh Empire, and we'll talk to you and answer questions because this is a live show. Um. So yeah, I just I'm posting it on our Facebook page right now. Um, which will also be on uh, our Twitter. Um, but essentially, there's the idea that these people are trying to be the first uh, group of humans. Is it six? Is that what they're narrowing it down to, or four? Uh, I thought it was, like, four. It's six. It's six, because I'm looking here at the pods. It's six people out of 100 um, who are, they've, they've narrowed it down. They have all these people around the world. It's, it's definitely interesting. I, it's pretty cool to be the first six, though. I mean, that's a pretty, that would be pretty awesome, like, whether or not you survive, like, and it's super hard when you get there, like, you're kind of a legacy for being the first person to ever get to Mars, you know what I mean? It's, that's pretty cool. It's the first person to ever put, touch down and put their feet down on a planet outside of Earth in the history of... I feel of like, it, like, that's something worth, like giving your life for it, whatever, kind of. I mean, and you're not, like, totally doing it in vain. Like, it's not like you're going to die 100%. It's just, like, dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so last week we talked about the moon landing and how, um, uh, you know, uh, what was it, John Glenn or whoever it was didn't get to uh, get go out first because... Oh, yeah, because, uh, like, he had to go to the bathroom or whatever. Because he had diarrhea, which, by the way, <laughs> yeah. someone, someone fact-checked me and confirmed that it, he did... The other person did not have diarrhea. Um... <laughs> But uh, let's just say you're the first person on Mars and you step out of your shuttle and yeah. you put your foot down on the ground. What would you say? So what you... dignity. <laughs> so if you have a... I'm on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Earth, but red. <laughs> um, why don't you tweet at us what your first words would be if you were the first person to ever... I like hot diggity, but... But yeah, no, I mean, I think it'd be pretty awesome. And I'm excited just, like, that that's going to happen. Like, it's... I don't see why people wouldn't... Like, some people... I can see why some people wouldn't want to, but I can't see why there would be nobody who would want to. Like, that's totally a worthwhile thing to do. And I don't understand why nobody understands why people would want to do that. That's because people are boxed into their little, like, little world. They might as well be on Mars. Like, right now, people are walking this Earth while living on Mars. In a, their figurative Mars, if you will. If I should say. You know what I'm saying? Mars burnt down, dude. <laughs> Everyone's that was in, a while back. They're on a... They, no, they're on a figurative 
other world on our planet. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's yeah. The... yeah. So, um, you know, speaking of uh, other planets. Yeah. <laughs> so I see here a star went through our solar system. Yeah. that I mean, that was news. I mean, it was not in the immediate past. It was like, I think, 70,000 years ago or something. But they just found the traces of it. And it went inside the the Oort cloud, and uh, so like, it's the closest that we've ever like seen a star come. And they're like looking at how that affected like comets and things coming into like our uh, solar system directly. But um, but yeah, no, I mean that's like totally in like the time that humans existed basically, and there would have been like a star that close. To our solar system, it's pretty crazy. It was how, a how close star. was it? Was it really close? Yeah, it was in the. I mean, it was just outside the edge of our like. So I guess there's all of our planets, and then there's the edge of the um, solar system, and then there's the Oort cloud is like a bunch of comets and stuff, and so it went through that, and like that's why it hit all those like trillions of like mile mile diameter comets and stuff. So wait, this is the, the thing that I was reading said? But it was pretty Oort... funny because they said, since it's the Oort cloud, they said it was a, a Grand Theft Oorto because it oh, was taking a bunch geez. of comments with it. <laughs> so my question on this is that the Oort cloud lives outside the heliosphere. Yeah. Okay, just checking. I guess. I mean, that's from the thing. It makes sense that it would, right? It's like some level past where the sun influences the the sun's gravity influences the the stuff. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like that's super close for a uh, for a star to come. I wonder how big it would have looked in the sky. I know, right? That's what I was wondering. Like it seems like that like people from that time like it must have been a thing. I think that's before we were recording anything. Like we were probably still like super caveman style. I like there were people seventy thousand years ago, right? Absolutely. But they were definitely not riding anything. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was probably crazy. They pro- I wonder even, yeah, and, you know, imagine this, though. Like, when I was in Chile and I looked up in the sky, because, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, I was in Patagonia, there's really no light pollution at all. Yeah. Um, there's also, like, the, the world's, like, craziest telescope is in that Altacama Desert up north in Chile. Yeah. They have, you know that one that's huge that like Oh yeah 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 the yeah the giant telescope. Yeah. Dude, I have in my lifetime I've never seen a more magnificent sky. In my yeah. in, like cool. the night I looked up and it was like almost daylight. It was lit with so many stars. And I saw like and and I mentioned this to uh, a native Chilean after, like the next day. So yeah. you know, my wife and I were just sitting on our porch and we're just looking up in the sky and we're just like this is Unreal. This is like the most ridiculous thing I've ever like. It's majestic, and we don't experience this because we live in a world where there's so much light pollution. Yeah, totally. And um, and we saw like three or four shooting stars. Yeah, no, I love looking for like. So we used to go to Montana all the time because my cousins have a like a super remote lake property thing, and like in Montana, like big sky country, like. It does have a really big sky, and you could see so many stars up there too, because it's just like in the woods, like far away from everything. That was pretty awesome too. I love looking at stars there. So, so if you think about it this way, and this is what I was kind of getting at, um, and why I think you know we see traces of you know s- space, you know positioning of things as it relates to the stars and and whatnot. Is that yeah. at you know at nighttime back like twenty thousand whatever ten five even five thousand years however long ago when like Egypt was going yeah like at nighttime was half the time we didn't have city lights so the sky the night sky must have been just the, this ridiculously amazing thing to look at I know every that's night. why I mean it's inspired people like forever for like as long as humanity is like it's which is space and we didn't know a space and we figure that out that that's why i think that space should bring people together because it's so amazing and it has for like forever for all of humanity and i feel though because now um you know uh, we're so busy looking at our computer screens and our uh you know like and... an old person <laughs> you can't well, 
busy looking at your computer screens. Well, I guess my point is is that with cities and light pollution and kind of just the lack of, I would say, general interest in this sort of thing. Maybe yeah, I'm I know. Wrong. That's totally the problem, I think. Okay, well, at least we agree. Finally, we agree on something on this show. I know. I um, mean, that's why I like, want people to re-realize like, the wonder of the stars in space, because that's like why we haven't done anything. It's because people don't really care anymore, but it's because they, like, like, they're not like touched by it or whatever. I don't know. But I think I heard it. I'm not sure if I mentioned this on last week's show when we were talking about all that crazy stuff, but like the space race, right? You know, during um, the Cold War where we were trying to put men on the moon. Yeah. Um, I was hearing this guy speak. He's, uh, he's actually a podcast host. Uh, he, it's called Infinite Monkey Cage. I forget the guy's name. Yeah. Um, that's, but he does a show. It's, he's British, and he, it's a, like a, he works at the Hedron Collider or whatever, the, you know, the oh, big... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we're about to open back up pretty soon with twice the power. Uh, really, I didn't know that. So anyway, yeah. he, but he was talking about the idea that, you know, how we've slowly started peeling away money from, um, from the space program over time, and yeah. it's like we're kind of relying on, um, you know, p- private sector and all this junk. But he, he was trying to say, essentially, say the story that it took a lot of uh, nerve and guile and 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 bravado to say, like, what JFK did is, like, we're going to put a man on the moon, right? Yeah. And we're going to do whatever it takes to get there, right? Um, and he says, we don't have any of these, like, ideological kind of, like, like, the idea that we have these people that can just make these bold statements about space. Yeah. To just come out and do it. And, uh, and you know, people criticize, like, all this money that was spent on that. Sorry, my eyes are itchy here. And, oh, my gosh, uh, your eyes are ruining the story. Yeah, and uh, the, the they said, like, at that time, okay, Yeah. we spent a lot of money putting men on the moon, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot harder task, like, with the technology that they had. It's super amazing that they did that, too. So, but here's the thing. They said uh, many of the people that had worked on that space project in the 60s yeah. and in the 70s um, were in their, like, mid to late 20s, early 30s, right? Yeah. After that ended and the, the the space program kind of wind wound down, yeah, all of those scientists had learned all this crazy shit that they wouldn't have learned anywhere else, and then they went into private sector like uh, Boeing and all these yeah. places, and they said the amount of money that we poured in, like the U.S., um, for every dollar we put in, yeah, we we gained ten dollars up to maybe twenty dollars in return in gross domestic product when these other people... That's, that's a pretty good... Uh, I mean, that's a pretty good way to look at it. I mean, like, I can totally see that that's definitely the case because you couldn't have had these experiences in the private sector. So, like, you're sending... Like, you're basically training people to go and, like, be way better in the private sector. Right. The idea... And so, like, the idea is, like, what a waste of money. You know, like, what? A, why are we spending all this money? But the idea is it's not just, like, yes... and. And by the way, he was a British person, and he was saying how American it was to just be like, we're putting a fucking man on the moon, and we're going to do <laughs> yeah. it, right? Like, no other country in the world had the resources nor the bravado to just be like, moon? Us. Five years from now, right? <laughs> I know, right? It's totally true. Um, and he said that, that we lack that, and I kind of agree with that. We lack Definitely, the, totally. the, the kind of, I don't want to say the swagger and bravado, we get so caught up in these, like, really kind of petty and... Uh, I mean, I, also, like, I feel like another not related, but speaking of bravado or whatever, uh, I was just reading an article, too, about um, how, like, it's considered, like, being a neglectful parent if your kid is more than, like, 150 feet away from you or whatever. Like, someone, like, a mom was, like, letting her kid play in the park next to their house, and, like, someone called Child Protection Services because, like, they weren't supervising their kid, like a, like a six-year-old or something. And, like, nowadays, like, you can't... It's, like, a whole thing that, like, parenting, like, it's way, like, you look after them and people are worried about dangers and stuff, but... It's, like, not any more dangerous than it used to be, and, like, kids can't go out and, like, experience for themselves all the stuff. Like, but it's the same as the moon, because people are overprotective now. 
and they don't want to do those. They don't want to take. It's not even a risk, but they don't want to take the normal. They don't want to spend the money because they feel it's a waste of time, and they they lack. What they lack is the idea that you know sometimes it's not about the end goal. Sometimes it's about how you get there, right? Yeah. Right. So like, like you always. Yeah. So yeah, like for instance, you the listener. The end goal is just you're gonna die anyway, so. Yeah, it's so totally how instance, you get there. <laughs> you listeners could win. The end goal of this podcast is you winning these these wonderful movies. That is. Yeah, so uh, please tweet us your favorite Thomas Hayden hashtag Church. Hashtag video giveaway. We yeah. already got one entry. So please do so. Um, but yeah, so I guess that was a tangent we didn't really want to we didn't really plan on talking about, but I feel it's very important that we explore our we explore space and we get there and we do I things and even though most people think, like, it's useless. It's totally not. It's not useless. We've learned from the 60s. We got 20x, up to 20x back into the economy just from putting money into something like that. Seriously? Speaking of putting money into things, did you see that Fifty Shades of Grey, the box office stuff? I know, that's crazy. I saw there's a whole bunch of, um, like, comedy things about, like, people's take of it, like, outside the theater. <laughs> Um, I was watching uh, the John Oliver show. I think it was John Oliver. La- this la- latest episode before the podcast, and or I should say our live YouTube show. The uh, nightly show or whatever? Last week with John Oliver or whatever oh, he yeah, called last it. Last week, yeah. And uh, he was saying, like, you know, play- Malaysia banned it. Um, Malaysia know. banned the movie? Yeah, because it's like essentially, they said it was essentially pornography. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, some countries you have to be like, 21 to enter, and then they then this was actually it was from the Today Show, and then they said, uh, and then Matt Lauer is like, in the U.S., if you want to bring someone who's under the age of 18, they must be accompanied by an adult, you know, right? Yeah. Interestingly enough, um, in Paris, or I should say in France, you only have to be 13, and it's not even unaccompanied. You could just go in. (laughs) He was essentially going off on how that was so French. I don't know, like. I assume that there is, right? But I think there's, yeah. There, well, I, I definitely think there's strong sexual content, but I don't think it's like it's not like a Skinamax or anything. Yeah. That's so uh, oh, we but did, speaking uh, of yeah, go ahead. Fifty Shades of Grey. Speaking of speaking of speaking of, um, I saw that the actress from that is totally hosting SNL. I think next week. Did you know that she is the daughter of, I think it's Don, not, is it Don Johnson? Yeah, I mean, no, I didn't, but. I think so. I don't know who Don Johnson is. Yeah, it's the, Don, do you know who Don Johnson is? You ever watch uh, Miami Vice? No, I've never seen it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but SNL, she was on the, um... The 40th anniversary show. She was in the crowd. I like their crowd shout-out segment. Dude, which one? The Seinfeld one? Oh, no. No, the one... Yeah, was that Seinfeld? Yeah, it was Seinfeld. When he just took, like, things from the crowd. That, that, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the show. So, you know what? We actually... Let's do, let's do this right now. We decided not to um, review the... Re- review roulette this week, Headhunters. We'll do that next week. In lieu, we both watched the 40th anniversary of Yeah, because that's SM. like three hours, so it was like actually more than the movie. <laughs> um, we both watched it, and uh, we both had some opinions about it, and uh, so we're going to spend the last you know, 15 or so minutes talking about, uh, uh, maybe, we'll probably diverge a couple times, but about the... <laughs> yeah, um, that's how we do. That's how we do. Yeah, I'm talking about this uh, the show. So, uh, first off, you watched the whole thing, right? I did watch the whole thing. I was pretty sure it was... Because the first time, it, it was in two halves on the Xfinity website thing or whatever. So I thought that it, I watched the whole thing, but it, apparently it was the half. So I watched the other half yesterday. So I think that I've seen it all. Now, I will say I didn't miss a small portion of it, but I did watch near... I would say I watched like 90% of it. Yeah. There was like a lot of... it was. They just tried to cram all the people in. It was like... There wasn't that much content, actually. Well, new content. There was a lot of clips. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like just even including the clips, there wasn't that much content. 
Like, a lot of it was just introducing people, and then they didn't really do anything. Yeah, okay. So, for me, th- what was your biggest disappointment? Mine was Eddie Murphy. It yeah, wasn't I think Eddie Murphy, me too. Because, like, I thought he was... That's the part I actually thought that maybe I missed. Because it's like, he came out on stage, he has that long intro. He came out on stage and says, like, this is, like, high school reunion or whatever. And, like, you know, it was cool working here. And then it cut to commercial. And then I was like, oh, that's weird. He didn't, like, do any jokes or anything. And then, like, I totally thought maybe they just cut it out, but I guess he just didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. It made no sense. And that's the first time he's been on that show in, like, I don't know, 30 years or something? Yeah, I read the um, the lead-up thing. I didn't even know that. Like, he, like, left the show because he was pissed at uh, Chris Kattan or whatever for, um, for, like, saying that he was a falling star. And then he, like, just Oh, you left. mean David Spade. It was David, David Spade. Oh, David Spade, yeah. Yeah. Don't disparage Chris Kattan. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't know any of that stuff. I was just reading about it. Yeah, well, he here's the thing. Well, so the sketch, the um, which you had showed me the article, and I was going to bring it up anyway because I had read that also, was that um, they asked Eddie Murphy to be in a sketch. He refused. They wanted him to play Bill Cosby in the Jeopardy sketch. Yeah. Which, by the way, was written by Norm MacDonald. I didn't even know that. I know me either. Like... It kind of makes sense now that uh, now that I think about it. It's kind of Norm MacDonald-esque. Yeah, it is kind <laughs> of Norm MacDonald. just says, like, weird stuff all the time. That doesn't he make was, sense. He, re- he brought back his Burt Reynolds. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the characters are pretty good. Like, And they just had, like, random people come in all the time. Yeah. I'll take whore ads for <laughs> 200. <laughs> I know. And they had some good ones because I was, you know, they know everyone's looking at all of the topics to see what kind of words you can make with them. Yeah, yeah. Any of them coming. <laughs> I love that. Whole ranch. Okay. <laughs> Who reads for 200? It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Um, yeah, I thought that that was a really good sketch. And, then, and anyway, Eddie Murphy refused to do the uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah. So he had... Uh, what was it, Keenan? Do it. Excuse me. Yeah, it was, yeah, Keenan. Yeah. So I thought that sketch was good. I thought the Californians was pretty good. It went. Yeah, on, I like the Californians. That one had like super lot of people. And it went on way uncomfortably long. I know, but that's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I didn't realize that's a reoccurring sketch. Yeah, there's like three or four of them. I'd never seen that before. Really? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Which other stuff was there? Uh... Oh, uh, the um, the uh, the one I like, the oh geez, now the singing one. There was the, what's the guy from, Portland, Portlandia? Oh yeah, I don't know his name, but yeah. You know they the two where they sing her and uh, him and Catherine Wig. They do the singing and they like kind of like follow each other. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're in the. Yeah, it's like no, you didn't make that. You're just making that song up right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then no. we'll. This is a pre-rehearsed, and she's like looking over his mouth, like as he says whatever. Yeah, and so then um, the news show with uh, Tina Fey, oh, and yeah, that was one. Of my, that's probably where I laughed the most is when they totally had uh, what's his name playing uh, Chris Farley, and he totally fell on the news desk and it crushed the desk. So that wasn't a him. That was a her. Oh, yeah, whatever. Wait, who was it? It was Melissa McCarthy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, I was thinking it was that other guy. That, um, um, uh, I don't remember his name. But, yeah. But, anyways. Yeah, no, that was... I, I did not see that coming. That was pretty funny. Dude, <laughs> that, I thought she did his that character, the, I live in a band down by the river. That guy... <laughs> I thought she, like, with the belt, where he would do the thing with the belt. Yeah, totally, totally. It was, like, pretty good. I like that part. Yeah, I thought she did a great job. Actually, I thought all three of those people came out, and, like, the three impersonators, celebrity impersonators, and Norton Norton doing um, Stefan or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought all of that was good. Um, Paul McCartney performance was terrible. Something's wrong with yeah, his voice. I know. It's like he wasn't even in tune or whatever. I was thinking about that at the time. Like he's super famous and stuff, but like it didn't sound like good. <laughs> he they had his vocals underneath everything. Yeah. And and on top of that, he just doesn't have the pipes anymore to sing that song. That song requires some serious pipes. He doesn't got it. 
Yeah. Miley, Miley Cyrus is the one I was like least excited to see. Yeah. And she put in the best performance. Yeah, I thought I liked I liked her outfit and her <laughs> performance. I thought it was cool. Oh, you're gonna do a uh, doing a, a sneeze mute there. <laughs> yeah, did you like that? <laughs> that was pretty good. Those are for our video viewers. You're gonna have to uh, watch um, watch Parlance's sneeze outtakes that you can't hear on our sub our um, supplementary podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I have to sneeze again, as a matter of fact. Don't do it! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! But also on the um, the SNL stuff. I like how much they totally dogged on Kanye. That was pretty good. Like when they were doing the skit and like like don't stand up, don't stand up, and they had the security guards like holding him down. That was pretty funny. I thought um, Jerry, uh, his when he came out and spoke was the best. He he and Larry David were were really. Oh yeah, funny. I know. That's the, that's when they were talking to people in the crowd. Yeah. Who, who else did they talk to? Like that they made fun of. Oh, Sarah Palin. They talked to Sarah Palin in the crowd, and he said, like, yes, Tina, what was your question? <laughs> um, Sarah Palin here. <laughs> and the, the, the uh, I forget who that character is, the black female cast member from, like, the late 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she was like, you know what I think there should be more of? Black women, like, everywhere. And then yeah. also, like, where were the black like, women? I agree, and then he's like, well, why didn't you have any on Seinfeld? And he's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That was um, Kanye's performance was bizarre. I know, laying on the floor, and then, like, did he have some sort of contacts on? Because his eyes looked all super dark. I, I definitely think he had some sort of contacts on, and... Uh, and then, like, they... even when they even when they raised that, like, light thing, it, they didn't raise it enough for him not to have to slouch, like, on purpose. I didn't understand that. It was definitely on purpose. It was definitely on purpose. I mean, I respect that he's trying to do something different. Yeah, me too, but it was, like, too, like... It was too stupid. Yeah. It, like, wasn't... It's not like, like, oh, that's an interesting idea. It was just like, wait, what? I mean, I guess it's different, but... <laughs> but as I was saying, Miley Cyrus had the best performance. She performed that uh, cover of Paul Simon's song. Yeah. And I thought it was great. Actually, Paul Simon performed too. He was I like, all right. I like Miley Cyrus's performance. I think she's like does good at acting too. Like when she comes on and does skits or whatever. But I mean, she was like an actress like forever. So yeah, I think she's she sounded great. She was the best performance by far on the show. Um, she's played some other characters too. I think didn't she? I don't know. I actually don't recall her being. She was at the. She was in the intro at least. Okay. Oh, the Justin Timberlake Fallon. Yeah. Yeah, I was only half paying attention to that. Oh, yeah. What's the... Uh, I see some notes here about The Kiss. Oh, yeah, The Kiss and the Californians. That's the... Uh, when when uh, the American Sniper... What's his face? Oh, yeah, yeah. When he made oh, out with Betty White. Betty White? Yeah. That yeah, was... I know. Oh, they were, they were saying... I like that they said, like, uh, like, and Betty White's here today, so everyone's getting laid. Oh, yeah, that was Adam Sandler, right? That's pretty good. Oh yeah, the Adam Sandler dig digital short with the um with the other the breaks at and Andy Samberg. Yeah, that was pretty good. Did you see when they announced who was the one that did the announcement? We got a digital short. It's played by it's with Adam Sandberg and Andy Sandler. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a it was a solid show. I thought. Um, I think it had its up and down. It was certainly uneven. Yeah, no, I mean, the, oh yeah, the other the other person who didn't do anything that was weird was uh, Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, he almost. I thought he was gonna do a pratfall. <laughs> if you watch, if if you watch the show, watch it again. When he's coming down the steps, yeah, he does like a slip. Yeah, because you know that was his thing, right? He would always yeah, like totally, like falling over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was gonna do it, but he didn't. He didn't do it. He was, was messing like, with you. He was totally messing with me. I'm probably the only one that caught that. No, someone else was talking about it too. I think, uh, yeah, I heard some other people talking about it. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, like it was, it was just kind of weird. It was an event. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I think about this um, context. Like, I think it, the idea of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And where? Oh, yeah, that's the thing that was making. I was thinking like how they were like talking about like oh I'd see it and then like it just makes me think about New York at night or whatever, but yeah it's like super ingrained in New York 
I like that. If that's what you're going to get at. No, I was going to talk about. Uh, oh, we need, also let's bring up the Wayne's World sketch. I, oh yeah, I, that was really good too. I I enjoyed the Wayne's World sketch. Here's the thing: it was weird because I felt like it was, it was, almost like Mike Myers and Dana Carvey were playing the characters who were playing like another character. It wasn't as authentic as I remember it to be. Yeah, well, I I just think of more. I think the main character I think of. Uh, oh shoot, I forgot his name. Oh, Mike Myers is um. Austin Powers. So I, it's to me, I was imagining kind of Austin Powers playing Wayne. <laughs> How I felt about it. Right. So it was a little weird. So you had the same disconnect too, yeah, and I think it's me. it's weird because I think like there shouldn't be a disconnect. And but you know what I think is funny, and I think maybe this is why, huh. is that the way people consume media now. Yeah. Like public access is so like blasé. Like it's yeah, like, it doesn't even like yeah makes sense anymore. Technically, we're like Wayne's World right now. Like I know we, do, we are like Wayne's World. I always wanted to have a Wayne's World show. Yeah, and that's what we are. So like I think it's kind of like it's not like the characters have passed us by. It's like the time and place of those characters and where they lived is like different. It's like no one does cable access shows anymore. So yeah, I, I wonder if they even have that. They must, they I guess. They definitely still have cable access, but I don't think it's... Matter of fact, they just did a show... There was an episode of Workaholics where they had a cable access show for wrestling. Oh, really? Yeah, but I guess my, my point is is that, like, nowadays, if the plot of Wayne's World 1 would be kind of like uh, he has a YouTube show, becomes yeah. famous, gets a reality show, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just changes, yeah. like... That would be interesting to do the same storyline, but, like, in new times. It would be, like, super easy. It was, like, a really easy story. (laughs) (laughs) Big bad, big bad music exec tries to steal a girlfriend. Uh, I didn't know, also, that, um, what's his name? The main, the uh, producer guy for SNL. The main one. Lauren Michaels. Yeah, Lauren Michaels. I didn't know he directed a bunch of movies. For, uh, mostly, I didn't know he directed Three Amigos. Oh, I didn't know that either. He did. They, they made a shout out for that. It's like, yeah, he's been here for forty years, except for one year he took off to direct Three Amigos. <laughs> he didn't direct that. John Landis directed that. I mean, that's what they said in SNL. That maybe it's an inside joke. Might be an inside joke. Yeah, he didn't direct it. Um, the uh, I guess that's. I think that's pretty much... Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that the was... The one was... sketch that I wish they brought, they showed, and it was one of my favorite sketches, is uh, there used to be this John Belushi uh, character. Like, not character. It was like a, it was like one of those uh, live-action ones where they shoot it and then they play it later, like the, like Andy Samberg and stuff. Yeah. And it was about an Olympic athlete who got all his energy from chocolate mini donuts. <laughs> no, that sounds awesome. I've never seen it. <laughs> it's so good and it's so funny, and they didn't play that. They also didn't play very many other um, classic bits, like the samurai, oh, yo, the John, you know, when he. Oh becomes... yeah, no, I mean, they can't fit it all in. I mean, it's so like it's forty years worth of footage. How about when they were going through the deceased cast members and they ended with John Lovitz? Oh yeah, and John Lovitz is like, I'm still here. I know, yeah, the whole John, because they did that twice. That was pretty good. Wait, who did they? What else did they do with? No, they yeah. did it twice. Like at the very beginning, they like mentioned like, like you know, and some people aren't with us anymore. Like John Lovitz, and then they was like, I'm right here <laughs> at the very beginning, and then they brought it back during that part. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> you know, I will say, um, and this, you forget like how good this person was, and it bothers. It doesn't really hit you until like you know, later or whatever, but... So I was a huge fan of, fan of the show News Radio, and Phil Hartman was on that show. Yeah. Um, but, like, man, that show needed Phil Hartman bad. I know, right? Yeah. He was so good. He was so good. He was super good. I thought that, um... I thought that, uh... Steve Martin was still really good, though. I like Steve Martin. I thought Martin Short was awesome, too. I yeah, thought no, I like Martin Short also. And the Beyoncé uh, yeah. thing where they... Yeah. That was super funny. I know, yeah, like, uh, she was... I feel like, um... Uh, what's her name? Maya Rudolph. 
She did like Beyonce not too long ago on SNL, and she didn't do it as well. But this time was super good. Yeah, I think she did great, and I think um, I don't know. So how about this? I think we have to give a grade to the show. A grade? Yes. Like a regular uh, a fap rating. Yeah, I think we have to give it a fap time rating. All right. Okay. I... Well, you, you weren't prepared for this, were you? No, but I think that I am decided what it was. Okay, do you want me to give you what I'm going to give it? Okay. First? I'm going to give it a six and a half. Oh, because that's what I was going to give it. Nice. Just around six and a half or seven. Because, so, I mean, it was pretty good, but, I mean, I wasn't, like, super all about it. I think if you if it was cut down to a tight, like, two hours or maybe an hour and a half. I think that if uh, Eddie Murphy would have, like, done some comedy for, like, three minutes... <laughs> it would have been it would have been better. I know. You think a guy who freaking like did a show movie about like the clumps would not have any problem. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, he's been amazing recently. Like, yeah, Eddie Murphy's awesome. One of my favorite movies, Golden Child. He was totally the main person in that. I love that movie. I uh I like uh, Coming to America. Oh yeah, that's an awesome movie too. There's so many good Eddie Murphy movies. That's an interesting thing. Let's let's go off tangent here. Eddie Murphy movies. What um. What's your favorite? You're gonna say Golden Child. Forty Eight Hours is really good. So is Beverly. Oh Hills. yeah, I forgot about those kind of things. Beverly Hills Cop. That's a great movie. Yeah, Trading, that one was okay. Trading Places. Oh yeah, I forgot he was Shrek too. <laughs> I mean, in Shrek. 48 Hours was good. Trading Places was good. Oh, Trading Places, yeah. Dream Beverly- Girl. No. Beverly Hills Cop was good. Golden man, he had some. He was like, for real, like had some great, great. Um, oh, Daddy Daycare. <laughs> I saw that. As a matter of fact, I'm looking here, and of his movies. All right, let's yeah. see. Forty eight oh, Bowfinger, Bowfinger, Bowfinger was one of my favorite movies. I forgot about that. I love that that he played his cousin also. <laughs> or no, it was his brother. I've seen, I think, every single movie he's been in. Really? I haven't yeah. seen a lot of these. Well, actually, I take that back. I never Boomerang, saw. Boomerang. I haven't seen that. No, I think I saw you saw. Bo- I saw Boomerang. Nutty Professor Two. I can't remember if I saw that. Doctor, yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't see that. Doctor Doolittle Two did not see, but I did see Showtime. I did see The Adventures of Pluto Nash. I saw I Spy. I saw Daddy Daycare. I didn't I see any of those. Saw the What's Hobbit. I spy? Huh? I don't know. I Spy. I Spy is like uh, I forget who starred in it, but it was him and oh Owen Wilson, and they were like a. Uh, really? They were Owen like a. Owen Wilson with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to revisit that. Yeah, Maybe I would. Time. I would revisit that too. Um, Pluto Nash. I don't know what that is either. Is that a cartoon? No, Pluto Nash was like a superhero type movie. Oh, that looks maybe cool. It looks super like old. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. It's really bad, actually. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah. Why? I saw a lot of these bad movies when I was a kid. When you're 2002. Yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, I wasn't like a child, but I definitely saw it. I don't know how I saw it or when I saw it, but it was really bad. I just remember being terrible. I don't even remember the plot. I just remember being really bad. <laughs> I believe it. Um, but, oh, so one last thing. Please tweet out free movie giveaway, your favorite thing. You could win these movies. And yeah. it's time to announce the winner of last week, the Willow Creek DVD. Willow Creek. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had to get that. I had to get the whisper in. Now, it, like I said, we had to crunch some numbers. We had some smoke fly through the scene, but we do have a winner, and the winner is. That's a horrible jump roll. <laughs> Wait, I have to. I I have to just check the Twitter handle here because I I just want to get make sure I got it right here. The Twitter handle is at lf chikarison. Oh. Leonard Plus. F. Chikarison, congratulations. Plus. You win Willow Creek 
the Bobcat Goldway movie, the monster movie of the summer. So we'll reach out to you and get summer your address. We'll get your address, and uh, we'll send this your way. But first, we have to autograph it. Yeah, because that's special edition. It is a special edition. Maybe we should print out one of those uh, 3D print, one of the fresher and parlance. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, I'll totally do that. Yeah, we'll do that, too. So you also, LF Chikarison, you will get a plastic office... Desk ornament. Desk ornament printed out for Custom. you. Custom. Yeah. So uh, I think that about does it for the show. Do you have anything you would like to add to... Uh... Oh, let me think about it. I wanted to try out doing my little plastic noise here on the microphone. Ooh, how does that sound? <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! All right, I'm good. <laughs> um, so anyway, I think that's it. Uh, you got nothing else. Uh, this is Parland saying sayonara, bros. And this is Fresher saying later taters. <laughs>